This episode of Exploration Radio has been made possible by the support of the Minerals Council of Australia. Find out why there's more to Australian mining and join the Friends of Australian Mining supporter network by visiting minerals.org.au. Chuck Fipke is a breed unto himself, an explorer and innovator, a scientist and entrepreneur. Chuck has the tenacity of a bulldog when he believes in something. And this is what basically, I think, uh, has resulted in Chuck's success over the years. Just about every geologist prospector knows what I'm talking about. It's, you know, the, the find, eh? <laughs> you you want to discover, and, and you know, that's what you were trained to do, and, and that's what you want to do, hey? And, 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 uh, you, you don't really do things for the money. You, you, you do it, you know, to try and achieve that find find something. Eh? Chuck and his partner in Diamed Minerals, Stu Bluson, discovered that De Beers was exploring at Blackwater Lake. This discovery generated a, a staking rush in the Northwest Territories that was unprecedented in Canadian mining history. And huge amounts of money were raised and huge amounts of exploration were done as a consequence. And his lab, in my mind, has become one of the best in the world, actually, for this type of thing. The equipment was all designed and built eh, for for concentrating, uh, making concentrates of diamond indicators. And so a lot of equipment you can't find anywhere else. I remember particularly this one time, this elder brought me in this little hut and he was so proud. He had this, like this, this grizzly piece of meat and, and with a little bone and he took me and showed me. He was thought it was so cool, you know. And I once was with the, uh, spent three weeks with Bushman in, in the Kalahari Desert. It was great fun, you know, to, you know, track animals and see them how, how they lived in, in nature. I had this little car, and my mom used to get upset because I'd go down this hill at breakneck speed. I find I just don't have a lot of fear. I, I, I don't fear really anything. It's crazy, you know, like I, I, I should fear more. He also supports a number of wild group, wildlife groups that uh, are trying to preserve different kinds of wildlife around the world. As most people know, he does have a, uh, a very uh, vibrant uh, group of uh, com competitive thoroughbred racehorses. In fact, one of them has won the Queen's Plate and uh, some others have won uh, some serious stakes races around the world. I, I started riding horses, you know, when I was in high school. And my first horse was really a, an, an Arab, and it was just a little yearling, and I, I broke it myself. I just started really liking horses. And it takes a person that believes in what they're doing, and, and a person that wants to achieve something, a person that wants to find that pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. And Chuck is certainly that kind of person, there's no question. He's just as keen today as he was in the past. The early 90s marked one of the biggest staking rushes in Northwest Territories in Northern Canada. A hundred years earlier, people had come pouring into the Canadian North looking for gold. This time around, they were looking for something else. Diamonds. At the center of this new rush was Chuck Fifty and Diamond Minerals, a junior explorer that had claimed to find the first diamond deposit in Northern Canada. 
beating out giants like the Beers. This discovery was to become the Acadie Diamond Mine, Canada's first diamond mine and the start of the Canadian diamond industry. Now the story behind the discovery of diamonds in Canada is a long and complicated one. There were a number of people involved in events to cover. Previously, we have had Ira Thomas on our show, who was involved in the second major diamond discovery in Canada. In future episodes, we'll cover other aspects of this story. If you're interested in finding out more, then I would highly recommend reading Kevin Krychek's great book called Barren Lands, which provides a lot of the context behind the events leading up to the Canadian diamond discoveries. And if you wanted to know more about Chuck's personal story, then you should read Vernon Frolick's excellent book, Fire Into Ice. On this episode of Exploration Radio, let's find out more about Chuck Fipke and his lifelong desire to be an explorer. Welcome to Exploration Radio, Chuck. Oh, thank you. Yeah, welcome for you guys to come all the way from Perth to Toronto. <laughs> yeah, we've been trying to get to PDAC for a while, so this is the yeah. first year that we've actually done it. So, oh yeah, let's see how it goes. Overwhelming. Yeah, yeah and it's the not too bad weather in Toronto. Usually, it's pretty miserable. So yeah. this is a good time to be here. So a lot warmer than it was last year. Yeah, yeah. Last year was apparently pretty miserable. Uh, a lot of people said it was probably one of the worst ones around. Yeah. So what we wanted to talk about today with you is, I guess, a little bit about your career, what you've done. So let's start off with. Where does the passion for geology come from? How did you get into geology? Well, uh, you know, I, I got admitted to science. Hey, and my dad said that he had heard that for every geophysicist that graduated, there was nine job openings. So I thought, wow, that, I should go in for that. So I, my first year, I took geology and physics. And it turned out that I was doing the best in geology. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I took applied geophysics, you know, and geochemistry and all the related fields too. So Did you have a passion for geology? Uh, no, no, I didn't. You know, my little brother collected rocks, but I didn't even collect rocks or nothing. You know, I, yeah, wow. I went in for the money, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, being, uh, you know, I was a bit of a capitalist, you know. Yeah, but, yeah. But, but here, I thought you were going to tell me this like romantic story about how you were a kid and you looked at rocks and then. No, no, no. no. <laughs> but say, there was a job available, and that's why you were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went in for it for that reason. Uh, I did have, you know, like a, a a wife and small boy too, and so I had to put myself through university and support a wife and kid too. Mm-hmm. So I. You just had to do what you had to do. Yeah, that's right. And the thing is, the nice thing about geology is you could work during the summers, hey, and 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 then make enough, you know, to last through through the through, through, oh, through, yeah, through, yeah, through the winters and stuff. But, yeah, obviously in Canada, but, that's really how you start off, you know, yeah, you work field yeah. seasons and then yeah. you kind of sit around in winter. Yeah. So where did you go that, to uni, sorry? To, to UBC ah, okay, uh, yep. in Vancouver. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So arguably in your career, you're yeah. probably well known for kind of the diamond exploration push to Canada. So but, how did you get into diamonds? Well, you, you know, I, I was trained for, for everything. I, you know, I ended up even taking the graduate course called the theory of ore search hey and and i was an undergraduate and they they let yeah, me wow. okay. they let me take it i actually people were phd's and masters oh so they, you're they, taking a graduate level course when yeah you yeah and and and, and you know, because i took all economic geology up to that hey yeah. so I was trained quite good in fact uh jack gower was the head of kennecott copper for canada for for 25 years mm-hmm. so he had he was a very exploration-oriented guy, very inspiring too. Hey, yeah, yeah. So, did you always want to get into exploration? Well, well, I liked his course. In fact, he said that I got the highest mark actually. So, so yeah. I was trained for, for what I do. Hey, and so I, you know, I, I do. You may not have heard of, but uh, well, I do heavy mineral sampling. Hey, mm-hmm. and I, well, actually, 
my heavy mineral sampling started off in New Guinea, actually. Hey, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I was working for Canaclot, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A guy by the name of Dave Jord he had, mm-hmm. had me come across to Indonesia, and, and he had had success working for the, the UN hey, mm-hmm. uh, with heavy minerals. And we did kind of a primitive-type way of doing it, but I worked, you know, all through the Vogelkopf and West Irian and did hel- helicopter uh-huh. okay. sampling. Uh, every day was just a, a great adventure, you know, and, and I, I felt bad about taking a salary because it was so exciting, you know. And, yeah, yeah. And uh, every day you'd, in sampling, you'd weave your ways through the jungle, hey, to get down to the creek so that you could get out and take a sample. And we'd hit the, the branches, hey, with the blades. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every day you'd hit it. But, you know, we were in areas, of course, you know, there were, you know, cannibals and that type of thing. And yeah, they, yeah. They, they 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 almost treated you like a god. Hey, you come over with a with a helmet, you know, and a helicopter, and and they just some of them were completely uncontacted. Yeah. Or it's very rare that they see anyone outside of their tribe. So to yeah. them, it's like this like yeah. a magical moment, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you're so, on the other side, petrified. Yeah. What but they this is a long doing. time ago now. Hey, it's it's developed a lot. In fact, I was over. Uh, in Sorong, hey, uh, you know, within the last year, eh, mm-hmm. I went to a place called Mazul. It's one of the best. They say it's the best diving in the world, hey, scuba diving. Hey, okay. And it's got the most biodiversity, you know, of corals and fish that there is anywhere. Hey, and, yeah. And the scuba divers rated as number one. Yeah, yeah, T- yeah. It takes about two years just to get a place, you know, to, to be able to go there. Yeah, wow. Okay. So I, I was through Sarong, hey, again. And, mm-hmm. You know, it's it's just a, quite a small little city, hey, but, and it, it is, you know, not really, you know, a metropolis or anything like yeah, that, yeah, hey. Yeah, that's but, right. But, but, I think it's a long but, way away but, from But, but it's a lot different from when I worked there, mm-hmm. hey. Yeah. When it was completely uncontacted. And so was that like the adventure and the travel part something that appealed to you? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I traveled all over the world. Yeah. I, you know, well, I started off in New Guinea and then I, I worked a year in North Queensland, in Australia. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I worked for Salmon and Exploration. Yeah. Okay. And then I worked a little bit in Canberra and, and I went to Perth on the way. And then from there I worked, went to South Africa and worked worked there a year yeah okay. and then i came back to canada for eight months i went down to brazil for two years yeah wow and, okay. and and then since then i've you know had more of contract jobs safe for the un and places mm-hmm. and i've you know just worked all over the world yeah okay you know just a great experience you know to go to places you've never been and so when did you go from working for like companies to kind of working for yourself or about for about company? seven years i was i was uh just leaving left brazil hey and and uh along the way i got interested in native cultures hey mm-hmm. interested of course in new guinea hey mm-hmm. and uh where you'd meet like there was maybe more than 600 tribes hey and there so there were little little ones like cooker cookers, hey, that were were little pygmy people. Yeah, and yeah. then there were great tall people tribes, hey, and, yeah. and and they they usually fought against themselves, hey. They had the payback system, hey, where they they take yeah, yeah uh, somebody right. and eat them, hey, and yeah. usually a kid or, or a yeah. woman. And so I did, you know, orientation work on Seneca, Massa Sulfide. HP and, and uh, 
Oh, so this in, wasn't just for like diamonds. So you were yeah. doing it for cross yeah. commodity. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. For, for th- th- this was mostly for base metals and gold. Hey. Yeah. Okay. My boss took credit for everything and never even mentioned me. <laughs> that shows some of the things that happen with companies. Hey. Uh, yeah. Yeah. How, that's how, how, how cutthroaty it can be. You yeah. Know? Yeah. You know? So is, is that part of the reason why you didn't want to be in companies anymore? Well, I, I mentioned I was interested in native cultures. Mm-hmm. Well, I wanted to go to this culture hey in the amazon hey and i wanted to stay with them and everything and i of course i didn't want to bring my my wife and kid hey so i left them in pulcalpa on the amazon yeah. and then i went up to satipo hey and it turned out that i had to wait there for the mission plane for about three days and they had these books i read this book on how to be successful you know, and it, basically, what it said is, if if you're working for somebody else, hey, you're you're always limited to the wage, hey, yep. and you don't have time to really make money, hey. You're work you work for yourself, hey. You uh, the sky's the limit, hey. I started a you know a heavy mineral consulting thing uh, when I got back to Kelowna, I didn't, uh, and I'd had I don't only worked for companies for seven years actually, and I started in my backyard, hey, and and uh, was it tough getting started? At that time, uh, it was you know I, I I probably went to twenty five companies and most people didn't even know about heavy minerals but but uh, Earl Dotson hey from Chevron he gave me my first big job hey okay and th- then I got a job with Bethlehem Copper too yeah but but you know I went and saw like twenty five different companies hey yeah yeah I, I ended up getting a couple of jobs and then I got a, another job with a guy that I I I had gone to school with Mike Wolford hey who had, who who had become in charge of the Nevada off, office of Superior Oil. Hey, mm-hmm. so, so I got the th- three three jobs that got me going. And yeah, yeah, and that kind of got you started, yeah, really. Yeah, and I built, you know, my, we built the fume hood, hey, which was in the backyard, and when the chemicals froze up, and I had to go in to move the thing to indoors hey ah okay because I, I was gonna ask like you know what you're talking about is a pretty big setup so how did you know what to set up what to do yeah it's well i knew sense. what to do and i set set kaminko up actually i was i was afraid hey that i might get get scooped out of my own you know my own work hey so i i got patents for it too i got in, ah, in canada okay. u.s australia south africa yeah but because i didn't want you know like Kaminko to say, well, they had, they had, yeah, they owned it or something. Yeah, like that, yeah. yeah, and 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 I hadn't signed anything to say that my rights, and mm-hmm. and the lawyer said that you know I was in my right to get the patent, and so, yeah, so yeah. I did that. Eh? But 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 mind you, you know I you know Kaminko did not do anything. To, mm-hmm. to inhibit me at all, hey. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I've met with some of the tech geologists now, hey, and stuff. And, and uh, you know, they're great guys, hey. And they do, you know, uh, silver, lead, zinc. And when I was in Brazil, I was in charge of looking for lead, zinc, and carbonate rocks, hey. Huh, okay. Uh, uh, yeah, so, okay. So I did get some experience yeah. there. I did, um, I did like your comment about the fact that, like, you know, whether you work for someone or you work for yourself, because there's this yeah. quote which I quite like. It says, um, yeah. like, entrepreneurs will yeah. work 80 hours a week to work for themselves yeah. to prevent themselves from working 40 hours a week for someone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the thing is, yeah, that's right. And I remember, you know, when I first started, I, I worked, you know, I I had I think at that time I had I had five kids hey oh, wow. and, and I I worked uh, six and a half days a 
uh, a week, hey, and and you know I'd always I try and get home by 11 p.m. Hey, so so that I could watch the Canadian news because the Canadian news <laughs> would put me to sleep, yeah. <laughs> and, and uh, you know I'd be up and I I ran the lab 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and yeah, wow, and and for three years we never took any holidays, no breaks, nothing, hey, and and so so this yeah. is while you were still getting the business up, and yeah, running. getting the business going, hey, and stuff, yeah. yeah, yeah, wow. So since you had this heavy mineral lab, I guess now makes a lot more sense why you got into the the diamonds game. Yeah, well, well, I I mentioned that I worked in South Africa. You mm -hmm. know, I was able. De Beers gave me a tour, hey, of a Finch diamond mine, which was at the time the most profitable diamond yep. mine in in the world at the time, and and I got samples, hey, so I got samples of these indicator minerals mm -hmm. uh, that are used to find diamonds, hey, yep. because they occur in in with the diamonds in much. Much more, uh, uh, they're much more abundant than the diamonds themselves. That's fine. So, so, yeah. so, so, so you don't don't look for the diamonds because you'd have looking for diamonds. You'd, you'd need like thousand kilogram samples because they're even in in kimberlite pipes, they they only they only occur in one part per billion by volume. Hey, yeah, uh, yeah. in the mines. Hey, so so it's rare to, to ever find one. And when I went. Underground, I went underground with a Dutch geologist called Klenian, mm -hmm. and he had worked in the open pit and underground at Finch for six years and never saw one diamond. Hey, oh, wow. you know, so yeah, so, yeah, so wow. they're 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 quite rare, and you so so you use the indicator minerals, hey. Mm -hmm. And this was pioneered, you know, by John Gurney, hey, yep. from, from the University of Cape Town. He he was the first to mm -hmm. to to publish about. Uh, a G10 garnets. Hey, yeah, that's right. Uh, so yeah. we, so we're gonna have. I mean, yeah. John Gurney's unfortunately passed away, but yeah, we're gonna get yeah. Rory Moore. Uh, yeah, to come on and talk about the. Work yeah, well, John and Rory came came up. Hey, to 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 Kelowna. Hey, and they stayed with me for a whole year, and we we wrote a book. Hey, it was the first book on exploration for diamonds that. Because yeah, wow. before that, it was all classified uh, yep. information yep. Uh, with the bears. Um, that was quite a long time ago. So, mm -hmm. so it's the, the the science has gotten even much more sophisticated yeah, yeah. than it is now uh, that, that it was then. Yeah. Yeah. So, did you know about like John Gurney and their type oh. of work before you oh. kind of started playing in this area? Yeah. Well, I even even the, the Dutch geologist uh, had mentioned him. I remember writing his name in in the book because I asked about indicator minerals and he said well I can't really say too much but if you if you go to this guy hey and then of course uh, uh, superior got into diamonds hey, mm -hmm. and and uh, and I mentioned it you know to, to Hugo Dummett hey who, yep. who was really instrumental in you know getting uh, doing doing a deal with our company Diamet to, yep. to to build the mine, hey, and mm -hmm. and and, uh, and uh, he he was very instrumental in it, and, yeah. and and also the the boss, hey, who's Bob Hickman, hey, he was the mining en uh, oh, uh, engineer, yeah, yeah. and he he had uh, he had uh, put Escondida into production, mm -hmm. and and he he put it into production, uh, he built a whole port and, and and did the whole mine, he did it at Five hundred million dollars cheaper than the budget, and six months earlier than the budget Jeez, indicated. Yeah, and he he was behind a caddy, hey, and yeah, he yeah. was very instrumental in yeah in, okay. in doing it. So so you have a whole team of people. One person doesn't 
does plays their part. Hey, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. That's but, a, but it's a whole team that yeah. you need. You need need a good team yeah. with whatever you do. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. So, so can you paint me the picture about how? So, so here you are running a lab in yeah. Kelowna. You're yeah. working for clients. How do you go from that to uh, like loafing around in northern Canada looking for diamond well, pipes? Well, it started off. Um, what, well, what happened was. Howard Keck, hey, who owned Superior Oil, hey, mm-hmm. he he uh, 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 he sold out. Uh, uh, he sold out. I think to, to Exxon, hey. Mm-hmm. What happened is I was running a, 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 an exploration program. It started in British Columbia, but it went up to the Northwest Territories too. Mm-hmm. And uh, so exploration program for for for, for diamonds okay. and, and also. Uh, base metals and, and and gold too. Okay. Everything, everything. Because yep. we, we can find. we can do everything with one sample, hey. Correct. So yep. you might as it spreads the risk if you have a bunch of commodities. Yeah, hey? yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I mean, you're collecting yeah. the sample anyway, so yeah. you might as well, right? Yeah. So, so anyway, uh, 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 what, what happened is he sold out, hey, and so Superior Oil, you you, you know, uh, Exxon, hey. Uh, they 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 weren't interested in looking for minerals, mm-hmm. so they gave me back all the properties. Hey, okay. A- a- and uh, so, why were you interested in picking up the properties? Why not? Well, just we go got back them and- back, you, you know, and 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 also we we had started looking for for diamonds in the Northwest Territories. Hey, uh, it was really instigated by Hugo Dummett. Hey, and mm-hmm. and and, uh, and uh, he came up to Palmer Lake where we were, and and and. Uh, we were looking for diamonds, and 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 we we actually he 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 was the one that that discovered that the beers were over at Blackwater Lake, mm-hmm. and then he asked me to go have a look, and I I went and had a look and collected samples at night and stuff, and we got really good results, and and uh, oh, okay. we we just followed the trail, hey, yep. followed the trail six hundred miles, hey, uh, uh, followed the trail, and yeah, wow, and found the on the mine. Yeah. 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 yeah wow. Yeah. Um so there's also some like crazy stories about you know like stuff like you collecting samples, uh you know trying to figure out what other people are doing, driving around in like a broken car which was loaded up with samples. Can you talk a little bit about how uh, what was it like running this kind of thing on the it sounded like a smell of an oily rag really that you were running a lot of these things on? Uh well, well you, you know it, it wasn't Stilled in me, I, 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 you know, I wanted to discover diamonds in Canada, and yep. and uh, you know, the thing is, is I thought that there was a good chance because the glaciers that from northern Canada had come down, and uh, and there had been uh, uh, glacial tills, hey, and there had been diamonds found in them mm-hmm. da- down in Michigan and 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 in Canada itself, hey, yep. and I figured there must be a source somewhere, hey, yep. uh, and. Uh, you know, at the time, nobody believed, hey, that there, there was diamonds in Canada. They thought diamonds only occurred in South Africa or Russia. Hey? Yep. And uh, so, uh, uh, first thing I had to do is I, I had, I had to, I had to have have a a tool, hey, to find them, hey, and that was building the lab, hey. Yep. And, and so, so uh, uh, we basically use the tool to, to and 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 you know i, I presented uh, 
su superior oil with proposals and they accepted them and 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 we went you know just looking looking for diamonds and base metals and gold and that's how we yeah yeah, yeah wow yeah this tool that you're talking about building that wasn't your first lab you you no, wanted no, to no, then, no 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 like, it is build another one and then, no then... no no first lab that I worked in that I built was for Kaminko hey yep and, and then uh, you, then I you did it for yourself did it for myself yeah yeah okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the, it's the same lab, hey. But but I started in my backyard, and f because it froze up, I I, I moved to to a, a cheap warehouse warehouse type situation. And yeah. Now I've I, I still rent it there, hey, and I I still am there, and and it's gotten much bigger. You know, we we have two two uh, field emission electron microprobes to scanning electron microscopes it's very very sophisticated now mm -hmm. hey, hey, and and the, the technology ha, has uh, uh it started you know we started building the technology with the help of john gurney and rory moore and mm -hmm. and, and it's it's got s to the stage where any indicator mineral hey that grows with diamond i can tell hey yeah, nobody well, else can do that hey because yeah. we've written our own programs hey uh, and uh, uh, to 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 tell a diamond uh, indicator from uh, that grows with diamond from one that's from barren pipes that don't yep. have diamonds, uh, 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 it, well, like for chrome diopsides, it takes ten diagrams. Yeah. For 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 G nines and G eleven uh, uh, pyropes, they occur in every barren pipe and thousands of them all over. Hey. Yep. Uh, 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 it takes 20 diagrams, but we can tell if a G9 or a G11 uh, grew with diamond, hey? Yeah, wow. Uh, and, and, and I never believed that we'd be able to do it, but yeah. but we have been. So every, every mineral, every mineral that goes with diamond, uh, uh, we we analyze with a probe, and we can tell whether or not it grew with diamond. We have have uh, 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 about 11,000 uh, uh, minerals that grow with diamond. Uh, uh, that are included in diamond mm -hmm. or grow with diamond or from diamond bearing bearing xenoliths mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and they're associated with diamond. All eleven thousand of them classify as growing with diamond, yep. and we have two hundred thousand from barren pipes, say, eh? and all of those classify as barren, coming from barren, hey. Eh? Yeah. So, wow. so and er, there is none, no indicator today that doesn't classify correctly hey maybe there you know there's there will be in the future hey but we can modify the diag diagrams to to uh, yeah, to, yeah, yeah. to correct for stuff that we haven't that hasn't been found yet hey yeah yeah, yeah. so they um, i mean we, yeah. we uh we also interviewed uh herman gruder i don't know if you know oh herman yeah Gruder. yeah herman i know him very well yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so he also mentioned that you know they so so it's one like you know one thing to know this technique but the yeah. other thing is how do you adjust it for like different areas that you're working in yeah. you know different like yeah you know, if you're looking for them in greenland say or northern canada you got to do the, different the, things techniques but but diamond inclusion minerals they have pretty well the same composition it doesn't matter where they come from mate eh? yeah okay. they, they they have the same uh, uh uh they have the same trace elements and major elements hey mm -hmm. that that if you if you know the the right combinations and, and, yep. and uh, you you can identify them. It doesn't matter where they are. Yeah. And that was first first uh, uh, 
really described by John Gurney. Hey, mm-hmm. that, that, that's what he said. And, yep. and it's held up all over the world, eh? Hey? Yeah, 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 yeah. Except, you know, you get lamproites, hey, they're, and they're, 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 they're a little, different, they're a little yeah. different. They're different, yeah. hey, yeah. hey, and, and you, you get minerals, hey, that, that, that you don't get much in, well, you don't get very commonly in, in kimberlites, hey, like, mm-hmm. like round dravidic, uh, uh, Tourmalines, hey, people. People don't even know this, but I wrote a paper twenty-five years ago, hey. But I wrote it for the last. I wrote the upgrade, hey, for the last Kimberlite conference in Botswana. Yeah. But I was rejected. Hey? <laughs> yeah. No. No. The. I. I it's I, not original I, enough, Chuck. So yeah. Yeah. He already wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but 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 what happened is I added a whole bunch more. Yeah. Hey? Yeah. Because we we at the time we actually found hey that. That that there's a high pressure type uh, 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 tourmaline. Hey, mm-hmm. they 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 uh, and uh, and the the amounts of these high pressure tourmalines was actually the uh, proportional to the grade of diamonds actually. But, ah, uh-huh. but but we only had about seven pipes, and it worked out for those seven. Hey, yeah. And uh, and since then we've got other pipes from. From India and from Zambia and places, mm-hmm. hey, and and uh, and uh, included those, hey, and and it's turned out that, uh, yeah, the there is a a, a a correlation. You definitely get uh, where you get more diamonds, you get more of these, but it's not like a, a one to one to the grade, hey. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's not quite as what it first, robust, fir- first, yeah. first first looked like, hey. But but still, it's they're, they're very important. They they occur in a all these pipes and most most explorationists don't even know about them you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah really yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. i mean so like, you know so i guess when you when i look at kind of the story of yeah. like you know you exploring for diamonds as opposed to there's a lot of other big companies exploring for diamonds in canada as well yeah. um so now i get the sense that you know you kind of outcompeted them by a having this lab and b testing things as you went along and you yeah. could build this knowledge you know using the stuff that John Gurney put together as well yeah would well, that it be started f- with his his work eh? and, and yeah and so would that be a fair you, way to say is that how like yeah. you kind of took John Gurney's yeah yeah we, we started that, that way but then we've built on it hey eh? we've built yeah. on it and and uh I still but, know Rory Moore very well and yeah. y- you know uh, I'll fly things by him you know and and, and uh and uh I had like two talks at the last uh uh conference mm-hmm. hey both both rejected hey uh, uh we 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 donated the most money hey f- to uh to to start with for the conference and and, and I was completely re- rejected hey because uh, it it sounds like you've gotten over it but but so but, but, that's but okay. what what happened is uh uh John Gurney hey he said, "Well, I'll, we're going to have our own little conference." So, of course, I was. I talked there, hey, and yeah. and, and uh, so the explorationists were there. The the, the only only the the uh, academics, hey, got to uh, publish yeah. the papers. Hey. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. So, yeah. so is that something that interests you, publishing papers? Uh no, not uh, not really. But I, I, you know, it's it's. I like to contribute to the industry. Like we okay. we wrote the first book on exploration for diamonds, eh? And uh, these papers are, you know, very very important. Hey, for for for, for exploration to find new diamond mines, mm-hmm. hey. Yeah. Uh, 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 
Uh, uh, so and, that's kind of like your way of contributing back yeah, to the industry. Yeah. yeah. So you know, I can. Get and also, like passing on your knowledge as yeah, well. Yeah. Like, yeah. Know, exactly. Yeah, yeah. 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 But uh, uh, it, it, you know, it's okay. Uh, it's okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> recently, uh, uh, you probably don't know about this, eh? Hey, but we we uh, we we decided to to. Uh, well, one thing that we also do is we look, you know, like for Micron Gold, hey, oh, yeah. and we've helped helped companies find four, four uh, gold mines in in Nevada, hey, that are producing now, hey. Yeah, we've we've helped, uh, and uh, and uh, so what happened is a company called uh, Atec, uh, they, they uh, announced that they had found a a, a Carlin type. Uh, micron gold deposit yep. in, in 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 the Yukon, and so I was I went and looked at the core and everything, and you know I I was convinced that they were right, eh? And, and uh, so we we did a, a an area of around thirty to fifty thousand square kilometers over favorable geology. Mm -hmm. We took heavy minerals, hey. Mm -hmm. Well, we first of all took 2,600 heavy minerals, yep. and, and then we, we we got anomalies, hey, uh, and followed them up, hey, and, and, and took a whole, bu a whole bunch more so that we could find out exactly where the mineralizations were coming from, hey. Yep. And, and uh, we, we found this one area called North Rakla. Uh, uh, okay. We did it with... Uh, 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 Cantex, hey, yep. and we have found, uh, you, you know, like a gold deposit on, but we were doing also base metals, hey, and we found this base metal deposit, and we've done like lots of drilling on it, hey, mm -hmm. and we've we started off, we found a discovery zone, and we, we it actually outcropped, hey, and we we trenched it, hey, and yep. and then we 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 drilled, and and two kilometers along the trend. We we found what we call the extension zone, okay. and, and we we got uh, uh, the core. Hey, is ha, has been the highest grade core that's ever been found in North America. It yeah, just huh? goes off the scale for 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 silver, lead, zinc. Hey, yeah. and, and it's uh, the deposit is very similar similar to Broken Hill. Uh, uh, in uh, well, Broken Hill, Mount Isa, the Sullivan—they're all, all these type of deposits. Yeah, the, the, they're, they're they're all in the Proterozoic. Hey, mm -hmm. uh, uh, they're, they're all in in uh, in uh, marine class uh, marine clastics. Yep, uh, and they're all high in manganese. Hey, yep, uh, and we have all those attributes. And and recently we we drilled in the center. Hey, and and found high grade uh, in between. The, the discovery zone and the and, and the extension zone and the 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 the, the grades are just phenomenal. There's yeah, yeah, but well, nothing ever found hey like it hey. Yeah, and, and uh, so I'm very excited about that hey because yeah. we think we we, we you're onto something there. Yeah, we you know it looks to me like we're, we're gonna. Yeah. It's covered in, in a lot of the areas, hey. So the central zone, the, the center was hard to find, hey. Mm -hmm. You had to find it by drilling, hey. And, and, and it was covered in, in 
glacial till and stuff, mm -hmm. so you can't see anything. Hey, so so so, and and geophysics we found hasn't been working. Hey, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah well. All all the different types of geophysics don't don't work. work yeah, well, you know, so. Um, no, no, that sounds that sounds yeah. pretty good. Yeah, so, so so we're we're kind of keen on on this one, hey, and yeah, and of course, uh, I. So, Originally visited Broken Hill mm -hmm. uh, uh, with BHP years ago. Yeah, well. uh, and, and uh, then of course, of course, I, I worked on looking for a caddy with them and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff. yeah, 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 yeah. So, so one of the things that I've always wanted to ask yeah. you is, yeah, yeah. Um, like, what did you think your competitive advantage was in in the diamond exploration game in that era? Like, what 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 set you apart from everyone else? Ah, uh, well. Uh, uh, our lab is pretty thorough hey like uh we collect you know like a uh 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 10 12 kilo sample of uh, we screen it out hey screen out the the, the big particles mm -hmm. and take the like minus a millimeter or so yeah. minus 0.85 millimeters but, but and we collect this sample hey and, and uh and then we we concentrate hey the minerals hey mm -hmm. by 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 doing washing, wet sieving, uh, two two specific gravity separations, mm -hmm. and then electromagnetic separations, like like you know, uh, w w discovered really in uh, uh, working with Kaminko and stuff. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, yep. And uh, and uh, uh, so, like you know, even if there's just one or two grains in a sample, we'll. We can yeah, recover it. it. Yeah. We can recover it, and then and then we we uh, uh, now hey we, we of course have the probe hey uh, and uh, we used to have our probe work done in Houston, Texas with Superior Oil, and then mm -hmm. and then we learned uh, uh, to do it yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we, the, so the question, the reason why I ask huh? the question is that I always think that you know, like when you look at the the diamond space or any exploration space. Yeah. You get people like Gurney that kind of do the the research, yeah. but then there's always someone else that kind of creates the way of how to use that research yeah. in an exploration sense, yeah. and that's kind of what I think. I think you were very successful at. It's like you know you took kind of the Gurney research, but then you were the one that create a real world applied way of you know taking the sample, finding the indicator minerals out of him, and then using you know this academic research to kind of put it on top, and then. And then use it for exploration space. Right. Yeah, well, I, you know, I did that, but but uh, but I was I was helped by John himself. He came right to Galoni. He no, bought, no, he bought an apartment in Galona, yeah. you know, and moved up for for a while. Hey, yeah, and, and, but I think and, it's just like a part of the story yeah. that sometimes gets lost. That you know, like yeah. it always goes that oh, yeah. Like, yeah, it's you that did the yeah. exploration work. Well, you know, you kind of stood on John Gurney's shoulders to some degree yeah. to try to yeah. to try yeah. to build it as well. Yeah. So so it's never as I think simple as like one person or just one yeah. moment. It's kind of like. A, a thread that yeah. you know people each person plays a part and then yeah you know, that's how the story kind of yeah. develops yeah that, that's correct yeah so can you talk about some of the challenges you know i guess all exploration geologists dream of starting their own company exploring and then trying to find something can you talk about some of the challenges you had along the way uh well well when we started off it was it was pretty challenging because you know i was running the lab hey and and like I said, I was 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, hey, the night shift, hey, something would break down and I'd have to go out at two in the morning and, and, and fix it, you know. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, I had to learn a little bit of mechanical skills and yeah, yeah. and uh, 
the lab is is quite impressive now but what it is is uh you you know you just do uh, uh one thing at a time make it just a little bit better at a time hey eh? mm-hmm. but but if you, if you do this you know for 10 years every day or every week or and 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 improve it when somebody comes they they think oh my god look at this you know but but you, you, but yeah, for it, you it's been a slow burn really. yeah yeah it 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 just t- takes a lot of time hey, 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 and and, uh, and over time hey you can create you know some pretty good things hey yeah. and um and uh the uh so you know i'm very happy with it like this tool we have now that i just was telling you about i mean I mean it's so powerful it's unbelievable hey mm-hmm. like you can you can even take you can take kimberlite samples and tell exactly what you're going to find hey uh, yeah, well. uh, 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 and uh and and then you can take exploration samples and find the kimberlites and, yeah, yeah. and uh and uh it's it's more advanced than 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 and and it's just required a lot of work and and one of the things too is is you know i i uh, i'm a bit of a computer illiterate but you know years ago i i, I well i when i first found out about computers mike waldman in in arkansas for he was working with superior oil he yeah. showed me and 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 you know i remember he showed me the first computer that i I'd really seen and 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 after a half hour I said well you know he he showed me all these games and this and that and I said well show me one thing hey that the computer can do to help me as an explorationist hey and, and he couldn't <laughs> you know but now you know I have like a uh, PhD computer programmers and, and uh, but Mike Whitehead in particular has been instrumental in writing these programs and mm-hmm. I, I my first SEM uh, I got uh from Philips Edex hey, hey, uh in in New Jersey and we uh, I was there uh uh learning out how to use it and I met Mike Whitehead and 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 uh, he would he would analyze some of the indicators uh, uh in the evenings and stuff mm-hmm. and so we played hooky I didn't go to the to, to, to the course i just hung out with him and and we we work till you know 11 30 12 at night and 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 then you know we hadn't eaten anything all day and and uh so we'd go out and i remember you know his his car wouldn't start and so we'd have to push his car to start you know and and, and uh and then and then half the time we couldn't find any place that was still open <laughs> to eat <laughs> and but but I I told him at the time I said you know one day I'm gonna gonna headhunt you hey I'm gonna get you and 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 I did too <laughs> you know but he was he's been part of the team and he 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 got a PhD in in chemistry in uh, I don't know Cambridge or somewhere hey, and, oh wow well, and yeah. uh, uh, but he he became uh, Philips Edicts chief programmer yep. well, he's been instrumental in in helping you know to 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 um, to uh, advance hey, the science, so it's a team effort. Hey, yeah. hey, hey, hey uh, w- w- his skills. He, you know, he writes these programs. You know, well, like he he wrote wrote even with Philips Edax, he wrote the first uh, uh, program to 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 analyze. Hey, uh, uh, 
uh, minerals with with an SEM called ED Auto, and and it it takes uh, uh, two hundred thousand calculations, hey, to, yeah. to do one analysis, hey, and, and, yeah, wow. and he wrote the program, and he wrote the scan program, hey, yeah, and now he's he wrote the fundamental program that we use that you can't buy, hey, mm -hmm. that we use uh, for our classifications, hey, ah, okay, uh, yeah, 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 so yeah. so it's you know it's pr pretty. Sounds pretty sophisticated. Yeah, you know, you no, it is, it is. It is. It's kind of cool. But it's, you made a good point that, you, you yeah. know, like now when you say this stuff, I mean, that sounds incredibly impressive to me, but you've obviously yeah. been at it for a while. So slowly, yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. you've yeah. kind of built it all the way up yeah. to this level. Yeah. So, so that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then, yeah, it's kind of kind of cool it's you know it's it's it, i think it, you could say that it's yeah. kind of cool yeah yeah it's exciting to, you know finding new minds and yeah, that yeah. type of thing you know yeah. so what was um so saying that like do you remember the the moment that you had a caddy like when you discovered a caddy do you remember that moment what did it feel oh. like oh yeah well well we we we, we it it was sort of funny we we, we originally we found this this esker, hey, and the interesting thing is, the uh, uh, there was a lot of indicators in the esker, hey, mm -hmm. and the GSC had actually camped right there, right right where where we camped, hey, okay. and they would studied the esker, hey, and they hadn't really noted that there were indicator minerals in it, hey, mm -hmm. and, and uh, but but anyway, we we. In the esker, we were getting like, uh, and the esker is, I think, the longest esker in the world, hey? Oh wow! Okay, uh, and, and it goes, you know, uh, through Exeter Lake, hey, and 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 uh, that's where our camp was, and and and, uh, and we we finally uh, uh, took some heavy mineral samples uh, uh, on the esker and, and found some diamonds, hey, mm -hmm. but these weren't weren't kimberlite, hey, they were, but they were diamonds, hey, yeah, and. Uh, and so that sort of really, really got, was very exciting, hey. But when we drilled down, hey, and uh, uh, Hugo and myself, we we just we, we found Point. I, I found Point Lake, hey. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, what happened was we were staking claims in the winter, yep. and my son was in the back seat. Uh, uh, that put poles in hey yep and, and we were going along this line hey and, and and i i i noticed something interesting i i i noticed uh uh, uh this uh, uh uh you could see the the snow was blown off the, this this uh outcrop of 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 uh of of schist biotite schist mm -hmm. And it, you could see where the outcrop went, and then you could see it on the other side of the, this lake, and there was this hole, hey, that had been punched in between, hey. Mm -hmm. and, and I thought, geez, that looks very interesting, hey, hey. And, and uh, so I noted it and everything, hey, and and uh, and we kept on staking and everything, and and I remember we were, we we only had enough money at the time. To do one more day, okay, and I either had to finish the staking, hey, or go and and and, and investigate this the, the, this this hole, hey, yeah, the lake, yeah, 
And and what had happened too is we we had previously been sampling, and I noticed from where the lake was, hey, there were down uh, 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 creeks going out of it. There were you know uh, diamond inclusion chromites and, and, and uh, down down ice, hey, from uh, from the esker. There were really a lot of uh, uh, indicator minerals in the esker, hey, mm-hmm. but up ice there wasn't, hey. So it all got me really enthusiastic, and so, so I, I, we decided to, 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 <laughs> to uh, use that last day. Yeah, uh, uh, and not do the staking. <laughs> hey, so we what we did is we paper staked. Hey, we yeah. didn't put the poles in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And we went there, and and, and uh, so I I we dug through the snow, hey, it, because there was snow in the in the lake, hey, mm-hmm. and there was maybe five six feet of snow, and then we got to the ice, and then we chipped down through the ice, and we had to chip down through like to, uh, 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 close to two feet of ice, hey, wow. uh, to the side to get a sample, hey, mm-hmm. and. Uh, we got there, and there was nothing but boulders and, and, and what we call loon shit, just organics. It wasn't even sampling material. Yeah. And it was so, you know, we, we, we had spent like four or five hours getting this, and we couldn't get a sample, hey? Yeah. But uh, but I then I thought to myself, though, I, uh, uh, I could see the esker, and, uh, and, and the ice direction must have been this way. So uh, I, I said, well, okay, what we'll do is we'll go on the opposite side of the lake hey and try and uh, see if we can get a sample hey a down down ice sample mm-hmm. and uh so we, we went there and and uh we found some areas and uh, chopped out the uh, the ice the the till hey from mm-hmm. it was all frozen hey and and my son was for first to see in the in the sample we collected he found saw a big chrome dioxide hey mm-hmm. And then we we got the sample. We took it back to uh, to my lab. Hey, it was full of indicator minerals. Say, just full. Yeah, wow. And, and that was Point Lake. Hey, and, yeah. and we uh, we then uh, surrounded the lake. Hey, and and found hey that there was nothing on the inside and all on the outside. And actually, uh, John Gurney was working for us and Rory, mm-hmm. and they. Uh, before we ever found any diamonds, hey, they they uh, postulated that that we'd have, on based on the in, indicator minerals that we found, hey, yep. they they postulated, hey, that we'd have greater than than sixty carats per hundred tons, hey, uh, and uh, 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 yeah, before what? we'd found a diamond, yeah, yeah, hey, they 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 said that the pipe under there that that's yeah, what yeah. it would have, hey. Just based and, on the indicator then, minerals they were getting. Yeah. And yep. then when, when we drilled it off, got a 200-ton sample from Point Lake, uh, uh, it, 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 it turned out we got 68 carats per 100 tons. They were exactly right. Okay? Oh, wow. Yeah. And, 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 uh, and uh, the thing is, is the quality of the diamonds weren't exceptional, hey? There mm-hmm. were other pipes that we found, hey, that were much more... Uh, 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 much better quality, hey, and so it wasn't uh, a mine for a long time. But now they're 
making in a mine. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, and uh, they found extensions to the pipe, and 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 uh, and there, I've heard that they're the they're they're in the ballpark for mm-hmm. mine now. Hey, there. Yeah, yeah. So it will be mined. It it was uh, Hugo and I when we we drilled it. Hey, we we. we was superior. Hey, we had done no, no. We had done a deal. Sorry, and and and, uh, and uh, uh, I guess it was BHP was working at that time. Mm-hmm. Hey, and uh, and uh, we had done geophysics. Hey, and uh, so we aimed the hole. Hey, the hole at 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 this mag EM anomaly in the lake. Hey, okay, and uh, drilled down and and got through uh this core hey and uh we we uh processed the core at the lab and it was full of diamonds hey the yeah, kimberlite wow. hey yeah and so uh right away i i, I uh the, the the boss uh, from bhp came up from australia to yeah. san francisco and we went to you know bob hickman and all the people and yeah. showed them the the diamonds that we had found, hey, and and then I I never had any other trouble getting money, hey, the, <laughs> the money just came whatever we needed we got, hey, yeah, yeah, and and, uh, and uh, so uh, so was money tight when you were doing this exploration? Was it? Oh tough? yeah, oh oh yeah, but we 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 uh we had to, uh, and I I remember actually the hole, hey, that we had drilled. We we were actually out of money, hey. Mm-hmm. Well, well, we we had to drill the hole, hey. Yeah. But but we didn't have any budget for it, hey. Yep. So so uh, I said to you, go well, shit, you know, we've got no money. We've already spent the whole budget, hey. Yeah. And Hugo said, drill it anyway. <laughs> so I had to. I used CF Minerals credit, hey, yeah. credit to 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 drill the hole, hey. Yeah. Uh, well, but no. but. Uh, so if we hadn't, if we uh, hadn't found hey, the, uh, and and got diamonds hey, we would have been in big trouble hey because we had all this money you know I would have had to finance it and and uh, and uh, Hugo was very enthusiastic he 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 didn't care about the money and yeah, he, yeah. he just he just went you know went for it so we went for it and. And we programmed where the hole was to go, and mm-hmm. and we hit it on the first hole. Hey, yeah, yeah. So, how important was uh, Hugo in this whole process? Oh, immensely important. Uh, he he was the one that really promoted. Hey, uh, uh, see, BHP didn't really know anything about diamonds. Hey, yeah, it wasn't but part Hugh, of their pedigree yeah, at all. Yeah, and 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 Hugo was the one. And and he he got the confidence, say, of of Bob Hickman and mm-hmm. and, and the, the 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 upper level uh, uh, BHP people mm-hmm. to to look for diamonds and finance it. Hey, mm-hmm. hey, uh, and he had originally worked in Angola for De Beers, That's and right. yeah. and, uh, and uh, he 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 then became head of exploration for diamonds for superior oil mm-hmm. and, and then of course they folded hey and, and he worked for i don't know gold company and stuff That's but, a... but he kept always in touch hey and and uh, and the last oh, so he always kept in touch with you doing oh yeah thing? yeah so he <laughs> knew about this project hey and yeah and uh so he really sold it to bhp hey mm-hmm. uh, and 
so so why did you want to work with bhp why not some of the other companies around well it was hugo hey i i i i i liked uh, you know i just you know i i mean hugo and me we 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 traveled all all through russia when it was communist and all through uh, through uh uh Peru, we visited Escondida, El, El Teniente, Chuquicamata, yeah, wow. you, you know, uh, 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 and, and of course, you know, the BHP deposit, hey, mm -hmm. and and uh, uh, he he was more more than, and he uh, he always financed it, you know, too, you know, and and uh, he, I don't know, we just really got along very well, hey, that, yeah, yeah. Uh, but but it's but funny. he was a little bit more proper than me. I remember when we first first went to to uh, to to Russia. Hey, well, I found out you know like I could get like twenty times as much money hey as you could in the bank hey for U.S. dollars. So I went to the black market. I got a whole bag of U.S. dollars. I could hardly hardly hold, keep it. There were so many of them. Hey. Yeah. And of course, Hugo, no, you wouldn't do that. He went to the bank, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so that's how the discovery of a caddy was financed <laughs> through black market shenanigans in, in Russia. Yeah, well, he, 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 was, he was a little bit more honorable than I yeah. was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. What were you saying at the start of this interview that you have an addictive personality and uh, that gets you in trouble sometimes? Uh, yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but. So I mean, but, so yeah. so one of the things, Chuck, like you don't really. I mean, I assume you don't really have a pressure to continue working. So so why do you continue working? What like what motivates you to keep working? Oh, I love the work. Hey, I I just I I work every you know most nights till you know nine ten o'clock and yeah. you, you know I do. But I have to do both. I have to do the horses. I have to mate all the horses, hey? and and then I, uh, 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 my number one uh, priority is, of course, finding mines. Hey, yeah. and and and, uh, and and you know, in all fairness, you know, we've done exploration all over the place. Hey, hey, and uh, we've found like lots of properties, pretty well all the properties that we. We, we we develop and drill and everything we found ourselves, eh? Yeah. And and uh, and uh, 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 but only there's only been a few that have been really mining material. Eh? Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Like but a, that's the odds, a, though. Yeah, yeah. Caddy and and now now uh, this North Rackla. Eh? Yeah. Hey, it looks. I think it's going to be a big mine. Hey. Eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So you, um, so I assume because you love this work, you you're not really interested in retiring or anything like that. Ah uh, no 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 I would you be too yeah. bored if you retired? Probably yeah probably yeah no no I I I I you know I like to to scoop a dive and I like to take some holidays sometimes hey hey, hey but you know usually it's you know a week or two at the yeah. and then you're itching to get back and then I'm back at it yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah cool. Yeah. Um. So, so there's uh two questions that we always ask yeah. our, our guests. Um. So the first one is, uh, what is something? It could be an idea, a concept, a behavior that you think needs to die in mining. Something we need to get rid of out of our industry. Uh, 
Well, you, you see, I, I, I think, uh, 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 you know, finding a mine, hey, yeah, you, you'll destroy a, an area, hey, like, you know, three or four square kilometers, hey, mm -hmm. you with me? Good. But, but with time, hey, you can bring that back, hey, mm -hmm. you can bring it back to, to even better than it was, hey. Mm -hmm. You know, it takes maybe a lot of time, but it 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 occurs in nature anyway. I mean, I, I've I've seen places where there's old mines, hey, and, and it's all everything's grown up, hey, mm -hmm. and you can hardly see that the mine was there because it's all vegetated naturally, hey, mm -hmm. without doing. Uh, uh, so 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 the thing is, is I I I I think you know. Finding mines provides the revenue, hey, for schools, hospitals, you know, the Department of Environment, and, and all these things. And <laughs> you know, the politicians they take all this credit, hey, 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 for doing this and that. But if they didn't have have the mines and and the revenue, hey, you know, they they wouldn't be very popular, hey. Yeah. Y you know, you need that that revenue. <laughs> so one last question, yeah, Chuck. Um, if now looking back, if there's something that you could have done differently, what would it be? Uh, well, it's really you know uh, uh, you know professionally, hey, for for doing the mining and you know I I I I, I wouldn't want to do anything differently, hey, mm -hmm. nothing. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, but I'm not going to get into my personal life, hey, but <laughs> but there are things, hey, I could have improved. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair you enough. Know, yeah, you know, the trouble is, too, is uh, uh, that, you know, in order to achieve something, hey, you really have to put a lot of effort into it, hey? Mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, and uh, you know, if... Uh, uh, do you, you pay know, a price for that? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, you do, you do. Hey, you don't... Uh, 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 have as much time with kids. Hey, there mm -hmm. are, are some uh, some people. Hey, that put all their time into their kids and, mm -hmm. and you know sacrifice and that. But but they're they're doing that and 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 they can't achieve a, a like like I, I met this guy that had had won two gold medals at the Beijing Olympics, mm -hmm. and, and I I uh, I said to him, well, what what's the scoop? How come you won two gold medals? You know, and 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 uh, he he won the overall medal for, for gymnastics, eh? mm -hmm. and then he won uh, on this the horse the 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 what do you call it the vault oh yeah horse vault you know yep. sort sort of thing, and and he 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 said that uh, well he had he had worked you know every day for for like. Eight years, nine years, I guess he said. Hey? Yep. And uh, he he had t uh, taken twenty eight days off because he was sick. Hey. Uh, uh, and he had to work uh, in the mornings and and the evenings continuously every day. Hey. And he said the the, the funny thing he says the the thing that I, I I I didn't do I was the worst at was the vault. Hey. <laughs> and, and he said. But what happened is I I got injured and and my injury was such that the only thing I could do was vaults, <laughs> so for six months I I did the vaults and it, uh, it became my worst uh, uh, thing to to my best and I got a gold medal. 
you know. But 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 you have to work really hard at things, eh? Yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, if you know if he had you know got married and had a bunch of kids and stuff like that, he would never have gotten those gold medals. Hey, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. And 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 uh, so uh, the thing is, is you know you just got to balance. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in order to to achieve really good things, uh, you, you know, you really have to put a lot of work into it, and, yeah, yeah. and you, you can't do everything. Hey, I mean, like you know, the conversation comes across as you know, you've been really good at what you what you do, and that's why it got you there. You worked hard to get good to to get there. Do you think you've been lucky in some way as well? I I, I really think hey hey, you make your own luck. Hey, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, and. Uh, 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 you know, the harder you work, the luckier you get. Hey? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the old Gary Player thing. Yeah, yeah uh, that's great. Oh, I, I, I was on his farm. He used to have some of. Uh, he looked after some of my horses. Gary, <laughs> Gary Player. He was a wonderful guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, still is, I guess. You know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's as good a spot to end on. So. Okay. Thanks a lot for coming along, Chuck. This is okay. great. Okay. Good. This episode of Exploration Radio was produced by Mark Salim and Steve Beresford with assistance from Michael Carter, edited by Sean Jeffrey, and recorded live at the 2020 PDAC conference in Toronto, Canada. This episode was sponsored by the SEG, the Society of Economic Geologists. If you like this podcast, then consider becoming a sponsor to help us continue producing more of this content. You can email us on info at explorationradio.com or check out www.explorationradio.com to find out more about us. You can also reach out to us on LinkedIn, Twitter, or Instagram. Until next time, let's keep exploring.